The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. This is the AA Best Bail Bonds Game Night San Antonio on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. <laughs> Jack hammers it in! <laughs> Every game night, the Blitz with Jason and Joe get you inside and ready for tonight's game. Players, coaches, insiders. This is the AA Best Bail Bonds Game Night San Antonio. Wemby for three. Butter. And Wembenyama put him in the friend zone. The pregame show starts now. It is game night San Antonio brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. Spurs taking on Minnesota tonight. And I don't know what's more important. Talking about the game, the weird court that is down there at the Frostbank Center, and the jerseys and trying to figure out the tournament. So uh, let's bring in Dan Weiss from Spurs Television as he joins us on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Uh, I've seen photos of the Frostbank Center. Dan, uh, uh, how does that court look in person? Uh, it's it's different. <laughs> That's probably the best way I can put it right now. It's that if uh, it's clearly something that if you've you know come and watched a Spurs game in person or on television, it's something you've never seen before uh, in this building uh, over the past twenty years. But it's exciting, I think, immediately. And this is what the NBA was going for, right? They're gonna they're gonna try to put some buzz in this in season tournament. So how do we do that by you know distinguishing it from any other night? Uh, in the season okay so we can do the city edition jerseys make teams wear those which is you know we'll do that but teams have been doing that the last couple of years we could change the courts and i think that's probably what's brought about the business biggest buzz here uh early on this will be night two of the in-season tournament night one was last friday night no question the courts definitely got a, a lot of the talk so i think that'll i'll continue here with tonight being the first one at the frost bank center all right, Dan, uh, floor aside, and it is interesting, that's for sure, and uh, probably a lot of pictures taken to that thing tonight. But this in-season tournament, me as a fan, why should I get more excited because this is a tournament game than just a regular Spurs-Timberwolves matchup? So I think if you are a fan of, for example, a team like the Spurs, or even a fan of the Timberwolves, you know, the Spurs opponent tonight, um, your odds of winning an NBA championship are, you know, definitely nowhere in the same category as the Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, you name it, Lakers, Nuggets, the list goes on and on. That being said, here's an opportunity for you to win a championship. And everybody's pretty much playing on a a level playing field. The groups that have been kind of uh, put together by the league before the start of the season, all created based on individual team records from last year. Everybody was putting a five different pots then you pick five teams from each of those pots and that's how you come up with your group but really you're talking about four games right four games in the group play to advance to the knockout round and then beyond that to advance to the semifinal and the final so from a fan perspective hey it's a chance to win a trophy and i think everybody gets excited about winning a trophy is everybody going to get overtly excited right off the bat because of the nba cup I think uh, the NBA realizes it's going to take some time, uh, but I think they look at something like the play-in tournament as, you know, something that probably maybe didn't garner the best reaction initially, and now people are excited about it. They're used to it because it means their team has a chance to compete for a playoff spot late in the season. 
You know, I, I, I will see in a couple of, like right now I'm still trying to figure it out. Of all people, the coyote last night tweeted out <laughs> how uh, he explains it to his friends with all that stuff on that. And that's kind of how I feel. I, I don't get it. If, if Maybe I'll get excited if the Spurs have a chance to get to Las Vegas. Uh, gives us, uh, But right now it's just a November game, and I want to see the Spurs playing better basketball than what we have seen, especially on the defensive side, Dan Weiss. Well, you know Greg Popovich as well as anybody. You've been around Spurs television, around the Spurs organization for a long time. I've got to imagine Pop, of all things that he has seen, it's the uh, uh, result on the defensive side. Because I can't even say effort. It feels like they're trying. How do the Spurs get better defensively? Well, he openly admitted, you know, during preseason that they weren't very good defensively last year. I think he said we suck defensively was his exact (laughs) words. And and he was right. I mean, Categorically, they had the, the worst defensive rating uh, in NBA history with last year's group. And then he made it a point, obviously, the start of this year, you know, media day training camp, with an emphasis on defense. I think there's a couple of things going on here. And, and you know, I think you still are dealing with a young group, right? I mean, you got 13 guys back from last year's team. It's still the youngest team in the NBA. They're still learning how to play around Victor on both ends of the floor. And then I think the other thing is, and I think we can all agree to this, too, and this has nothing to do with numbers. This is straight just from your eye test watching the games here, the Spurs are getting everybody's best shot so far here through these first eight games. And I can't say that that was necessarily the case last year. I think a lot of teams looked at the Spurs on the schedule last year, and maybe they went through the motions when they saw the Spurs pull up. But now, with Wemby, with the national media spotlight, with the attention, with the national television exposure, with the fact that, like, I think opposing teams are probably anxious to take the Spurs down a peg or two, based on the early season hype, they're getting everybody's best shot. And I think, you know, as a young team, as Pop has said, it's going to be a process, and uh, it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster right now. And on the defensive end, uh, I I think right now you're hoping that teams aren't going to hit 46% of their three-pointers every single night and make 20 of them, because at some point they have to revert back to where everybody else is in the NBA. You know, Dan, when you look at that and you talk about Wimby and, and everybody trying to figure out, you know, how everybody's going to click and, and, and deal with him on the floor, uh, we all knew it was going to take some time, and it is a process, and I think it, who knows how much longer that will take before they start to click. What are you seeing from, from Victor? Because I'll be honest with you, when I watch sometimes, and sometimes he looks fluid and looks like he does exactly what he's doing, and then other times, quite frankly, looks a little bit lost. Am I, am I off on that? What are you seeing when it comes to him? I think as a 19-year-old, I think as an NBA rookie, he's learning each and every game. And I think he's learning to find his place in the offense. And I think he's learning, along with his teammates, what's the best way for him uh, to be impactful each and every trip down the floor. And I think Pop has said, you know, they're, they're letting him kind of just, just kind of play within the game at this point. They're not necessarily, you know, going into specific half-court plays where they're uh, designing plays specifically around Victor. They're trying, in a way, to learn what's Victor's strengths as well. You know, I thought it was an interesting uh, point Pop brought up the other day, saying, like, you know, he likes to catch the ball uh, on a certain block, and based on the way he shoots, it's the opposite block that he likes to catch the ball at. So those are the kind of things that they're learning about him on the offensive end of the floor. On the defensive end of the floor, and this is where I felt from the very beginning, the minute they drafted him, you have a guy who has an eight-foot wingspan. This guy is going to make an impact immediately on the defensive end. And then if I look at the numbers right now, I tweeted this earlier today, the Spurs are allowing 
30% more three-point attempts this year through eight games than they did last season. They are allowing 5% fewer attempts within 10 feet of the basket than they did at this time last season, too. And to me, that's, that's all Victor Wenbinyama, because I think guys don't want to end up on a national highlight show where they're getting stuffed, where they're getting, you know, whatever the case may be, where Victor's making a phenomenal defensive play, and, you know, they're Thomas Bryant for example, on the other end, where Mean gets sent around. And I think that's I think that's where Victor's impact has been most felt here through these first eight games. And I think offensively, uh, he's going to have his ups and downs like any rookie is. But I think he's going to learn. I think he's going to get better each and every night. Dan Weiss from Spurs Television joining us here on the Blitz on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. You've got Spurs and Timberwolves tonight. I know the story is really all about Wemby. And, and you look at some of the other guys, a lot of complaints from this here radio show and our listeners about the point guard experiment so far with Jeremy. What are you seeing and what are you hearing around the team about Jeremy running the point? I think uh, it's, a, like everything else, seems it's a work in progress. A guy who's never played the position in his career, uh, but he brings you know so much potential um, with his length, with his athleticism, but, you know, trying to learn, you know, pick and roll, trying to learn uh, the best way to distribute the basketball. Um, I think for him, in his case, is how does he play within himself? How does he, you know, not force it? How does he not turn the basketball over? And I think there was a, a two- or three-game stretch where he had about 14, 15 assists, and only one turnover. So I think if you can get more of those type of consistent games where he's not turning the basketball over, and then he tries to figure out how to create floor spacing again, working with Victor, working with Devin Vassell, who's going to be back in the starting five tonight, working with Kelvin Johnson, then he's going to be, uh, again, you know, somebody who I think can grow into the role. But clearly I think they've got, a, you know, they've got some patience with him, and I think that's really all you can have right now. You know, Dan, when you talked about Devin Vassell back in the starting lineup, and that's a, that's a good thing. I'm glad he's healthy, and I'm glad he's back in there because he's a huge, obviously a huge part of this uh, basketball team. When you look at a guy like Vassell, though, and even a Keldon Johnson, uh, and and you could throw Jeremy Sohan in there too. I mean, a lot of these guys and what they do kind of gets lost in the shuffle of Wimby. Uh, they seem to be handling it pretty well. well. What are you hearing? I mean, are they they just excited to be playing with this guy? And uh, does that hamper their progress at all? Well, Joe, wouldn't you be excited to play with a seven foot three guy? Well, sure, <laughs> of course I would be. He could throw it down every <laughs> single night. I mean, come on, yeah. I think the excitement's palpable every single night. I think they're enjoying the challenge. I think they, yeah, the results may not be there right now, uh, or at least not in the last few games. I think they enjoy the spotlight. They enjoy going to New York and seeing the bright lights, and you know, the the microscope or the microscope is on them right now. And I think it's good to see them accept the challenge, especially as a young team. So I think they're, they're well aware that, uh, you know, it's going to take some time. And nobody thought that this was going to be a, an overnight turnaround, that you were going to flip the spit, uh, flip the switch, and the Spurs were going to jump out and, and be a playoff team um, just overnight. But I think they're enjoying themselves. I think, again, they're, they're embracing the challenge that comes with taking every team's best shot every single night. And I think they'll be, I think you cannot say they won't be better for it because of the early season adversity. Absolutely. Dan Weiss from Spurs Television. Spurs T-Wolves tonight on uh, Bally. Dan will be a part of that broadcast tonight. Appreciate you taking the time with us tonight. Thanks, guys.
Have a good weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan, Dan Weiss. And his Danalytics are always very educational. Absolutely. On Twitter, if you're following them there, Dan Weiss on the Buyer's Barricades guest line, where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond. Now, Joe, you and I are sitting here going, I don't get this whole tournament thing. Maybe we're just the uh, old guys get off my lawn types because Phil Anaya from Channel 5 tweets at Jason Minnix at Joe Reinagle 210 headed to see Wemby for the first time in person. Feels like we're going to a playoff game rather than an early season game and despite three-game losing streak, so excited. Well, I'm not sure that Phil knows that it's an in-season tournament. They're just excited to go see Wimby, and I think that's how Spurs fans feel. Okay. The excitement to get down to the arena, the excitement to see this guy play in person, I think is exciting. Now, I'm not going to speak for, for Phil. He may know it's an in-season tournament. He may not. He's a it's, news guy. I mean, you know Phil. what they he know, He has right? no clue. You exactly. Know, you know what Phil and I is excited about? <laughs> that his wife was able to get the Ken's Five good tickets for tonight's game, and he <laughs> gets minute, to tag along. There's no good tickets from Ken's Five that I'm aware of, anyway. Oh, uh, no, the anchor people. Yeah, maybe, the sports maybe guys. so. Maybe so. You know? <laughs> no, Phil, enjoy that. And I'm, I'm sure. I don't know if it's a date night for Phil and and his wife, or if they're taking the kids too. But I, I think a lot of Spurs fans feel the same way Phil does. That it, you go down the excitement that Wimby has brought. It, it's excited everybody, and it's given everybody a a real charge. And I think that's what uh, makes it exciting. Makes it feel like a playoff game. And, and I get that. I hope the Spurs start to click at some point in time. And Dan brings up a great point, and I think we've mentioned it a time or two, but maybe not enough, that having Wimby on the floor, the opposition is going to come. They're going to bring it, and and they are going to get everybody's best shot each and every night, regardless of what their record is. Well, and, and I, I think we all knew that, but it's it, you still – it's still – the Spurs and yeah. the Spurs aren't very good, but and and I think the better point that Dan made are more people, are more teams taking threes because they don't want to get blocked by Wemby. Yeah, and the and teams are shooting lights out from three point range. Unfortunately, and, yes, and, they but are. but eventually, you know, they're they're going to come back to right. the middle. I mean, right now, I mean, everybody's having career nights shooting threes <laughs> against the San Antonio Spurs and that just can't w- hold up over an 82 game season. But I haven't I had not thought about it in the way of, well, of course they're shooting threes because there nobody's going anywhere near the rim. Well, yeah, I mean, because, look, I mean, it's, I don't know what you do to not get blocked if you try to get inside and and Wimby's in there so um yeah I think that's a that's a valid point that guys are just taking that three-point shot but the problem is is that the Spurs have got to get better defending that as well and yep. they haven't been good because the three-pointers that the team have been open. taking are wide open. wide open and so they've got to do a better job defensively against a three-point shot all right Pledge is going to kill me if we don't give away these Eric Johnson tickets uh-oh we've got Eric Johnson tickets to give away it's playing in April at the Aztec. Great guitarist. Do you want to go? Be caller number seven right now. 210-656-ESPN. 656-3776. Caller number seven. You're going to win tickets to go see Eric Johnson in April out at the Aztec Theater.